What's up, you guys? Welcome to the December 22nd edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to do a little Thursday recap, a little Friday morning news, and we're going to talk some roundtable with some up-and-coming, or maybe up-and-coming players, which we're not quite sure on yet. With me to do so is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? What's up, man? And this, the shady 76ers. I want to hear your thoughts on what the Sixers did with Embiid yesterday. That was just weird, wasn't it? We'll talk about that one. We, yeah. we knew that last Friday, when they played Embiid that many minutes, you're like, it's better not come back to bite you. And <laughs> they're going to the hospital with like a shark bite on them. <laughs> uh, so. he, he wasn't kidding about resting for the year, though. <laughs> Man, that's so bad. Uh, the bigger injury news we haven't got a chance to talk about on the podcast yet is Chris Paul, another adductor. So put him with superstars Devin Booker, which we're going to talk about in a second, Anthony Davis as well. Um, I call I made a joke on Twitter called the minus doctor because it's <laughs> subtracting players from our fantasy team. Um, so what do you think happens here? Um, I'll, I'll let you go first. What do, what do you think uh, who do you think benefits the most, or anybody steps into the rotation? Guys, just get extended minutes because Chris Paul was playing pretty high minutes. He was getting in mid thirties. Well, real quick, how long do you think he's going to be out? It's going to be a couple games at least. I mean, this yeah. adductor thing is—it's some. Uh, I don't, it looked like he was playing through it for. Uh, I'm not sure when he suffered it, but it looked like he—he he wasn't right really the whole game. Yeah, D'Antoni said day to day, but the thing is, is that he's also said they're going to be extremely cautious. Was yeah. his word? So, yeah, I think. Two games. Was it? Would that still give him time to get back by Christmas? I don't think so. Yeah, I would probably call him doubtful for Christmas. Maybe that will change, but yeah, one game before. Actually, two games before Christmas. So, yeah. assuming he's out tomorrow against the uh, the Grizzlies as well. I don't oh, that's see how he plays these two games. I just looked at the Clippers schedule. What a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he missed his revenge game tonight too. Yeah, I know. So that's I'm that's fair. a big factor too. So, so yeah. yeah, if he's out tonight, then he has. Three days off before Christmas, before OKC. Yeah, it's probably doubtful. Yeah, which, um, it's, like, again, it was a lingering thing, so you'd rather just sit him out for the week, and that's right. rough, though. I mean, Chris Paul had been, like, pretty much top five per game, really, since he's got humming, man. He's been just so killer. Um, I think the number one player that benefits the most here is Eric Gordon. Um, again, for he's, sure. He's going to play point guard. He's going to start. D'Antoni said he's going to stagger him a little bit. Um, he's going to get big minutes. So you look at the splits with during the time Chris Paul was out, um, which is weird. It's kind of a fifth, it's 15 games and, and 15 games uh, with and without. Um, mm. So Chris Paul, I'm sorry, uh, four, uh, four, yeah, 15 and uh, I'm, I'm counting the one game that he played. Excuse me. So anyways, uh, Gordon with Paul, he was, or excuse me, without Paul, 22 points, three assists, 2.3 boards, 3.73s, uh, and then drops to 16 points. So you're talking six point difference. Uh, and he was he was also really hot too. And um, he was playing the backup point guard role too. Yeah, so he's looking he's looking pretty good. Uh, and he's out, he was actually kind of colder earlier. So now he's hot. Usage rate's going to go up. So I think he got him for 20 low 20s points, three ish assists again, uh, a steal, and probably close to three and a half threes. Man, like. Yeah, maybe four. <laughs> yeah. Anything you want to I mean, add there? I mean, he was our big-time sell-high candidate right, yeah. right when Chris Paul got back. So now he's going to get hot again. So here we go. Yep. And then number two beneficiary, I would say, is Ryan Anderson. Um, you're talking about quite a spike. You're getting about a six-and-a-half-minute spike when Chris Paul is out because they're going to pretty much run everyone down a position. 
I think PJ Tucker's interesting too. Yeah, for sure. Um, they're gonna, but they're gonna run. So Gordon, Gordon was a two slash three. Now he's a two slash one. Ariza mm-hmm. was a four slash three. Now he's you know pretty much straight three. So that opens up a lot of men from right at the four plus the five. So yeah, he's. Man, he we might see Tucker play some five. Yeah. <laughs> no Capella. I mean, we might. Yeah. Oh, they 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 love that lineup, man. Uh, yeah. I wonder if Mbamute uh, probably won't be back. But, um, another another couple of weeks, they said. Yeah, so he's he's still out. Well, if Chris Paul, hopefully, it's Chris Paul, hopefully, he's back by the new year. Yeah, but um, yeah, and Capella's kind of interesting because Capella likes Chris Paul, man. Uh, so with Chris Paul, fifteen points, eleven rebounds. Uh, with Paul before the uh, you know since Paul's returned, versus right. thirteen points. So a little bit of a hit. Rebounds are basically the same. So he likes Lob City, man. Lob City. Style. Yeah, the NBA's NBA's leader in dunks and field goal percentage. I mean, Chris Paul and James Harden. I think he had eleven dunks and on alley oops in one game. I'm not even kidding. And true, I think he's first in true shooting too. Like because he's his free throws are decent. Yeah. Sure. What's he around? Is he around seventy percent? Seventy percent right now. Below. Yeah. Oh, he must have missed a couple. He's at fifty nine. He must have had a bad game. Oh wow! Throws. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, he's a little bit of a hit there. Um, that's, that's, I don't know. I, I think, but again, I think Gordon clearly, what about Harden? Harden also has been just better with Chris Paul. Harden's just going to be a monster without him though. Yeah. Like he's, he's just going to take, I mean, he's going to be a little bit more inefficient because his efficiency has just been through the roof with Chris Paul, but right. he's just going to have some monster DFS nights now. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's going to be, you pretty much play him at like, as long as he's under 14, even if he's 14, you pretty much plug him in. Right. Uh, let me pull. I want to pull up because this per thirty six numbers like Paul's per thirty six without Harden are just stupid. It's yeah. Like, I think it's like twenty eight points and fifteen re, four, fifteen assists or something with like five threes. But <laughs> uh, Harden his per thirty six without Paul isn't quite as a, quite a stark difference. So we got it's still pretty awesome. Uh, so without thirty three points, ten assists, and five point four boards versus thirty one points, so one point down. Um, he's also more inefficient without Paul, which we alluded to. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Harden drops like fifty or sixty or seventy or what up, Kobe eighty one. Uh, if if the Clippers can keep this game close, <laughs> right? There you go. They their defense bad. can be exposed, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. No Milos tonight, by the way, and their defense. Yep. Actually, Milos isn't a great defender, but whatever for whatever reason. Their defensive numbers without Milos, they're terrible. Like they're like yeah. one twenty defensive rating. Like they've been getting smoked. Yep. Uh, oh, I think we're good there. Let's move on. Good. Another elite point guard going down. Dame played through it. It looked like a contusion. He was hobbling the whole game, man. Um, this guy's just a warrior. Fourth quarter, he was just severe, noticeable wimp. Just like, oh man, Dame, I'm gonna probably miss you. And here we are. I actually got a, I got a couple notes on that too. Okay. If you if you watch the video replay, he says that uh, Paul Gasol slams into the back of his knee. Like Paul Gasol is actually right behind him, but he actually never makes contact. And Lillard pulls up blame, like he actually like literally pulled his hamstring. Yeah, I saw um, Jason Quick was saying something about that. Um, the beat writer for I think he writes for the Oregonian now. Nice. Um, and yeah, he was saying some good stuff about how they thought that yeah, that was possibly it. So. Yeah, it's that's not good. We I'd rather have a, a, a contusion for sure than the other way yeah, around. Yeah, it's, it's a strain right now. They say so. That's not good. Yeah, those things linger, man. Yep. Um, so, so safe to say he's out Saturday as well against the Lakers. 
Yeah, he's already out. He's man. already out tonight. Yeah. Yeah, no reason to play him. So, that's yeah, that's tough, man. I was, like I said, he was my number two bet for eighty-two, and I lost that one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's all right. So what do we do here? Um, but you and I talked yesterday. I was walking my dog uh, right when the news hit, and I picked up Shabazz Napier. Yeah, um, I was salty <laughs> for the back-to-back as well. And then I realized you're playing me in one of our leagues. Yeah, like, great. <laughs> so well, I don't know if he's going to be – like obviously I think a big beneficiary, number one, would be C.J. McConnell. Uh, who's just going to feast, man? Um, he's been kind of – like him and Bradley Beal were like Spider-Man meme mode, you know, very similar. Yeah. A lot of ball handling responsibility. Um, both are capable of scoring 20 with efficient lines and so on and with some dimes, all that good stuff. So, like, what's our expectations for McCollum? Because, again, I wouldn't say, like, if you, I don't have any McCollum shares this year. Mm-hmm. Like, what are your, like, wh- what are you expecting, I guess, while Dame's on the pine? Well, 31.2 usage rate compared to 23.2 when Lillard's on the floor. So, he's just going to feast, man. Yeah. Do you remember, I think it was, I don't think it was last, was it last year or the year before when CJ McCollum started about six or seven games and just went completely yeah. bonkers yeah he was he was dropping like 35 pretty much nightly i remember that and he was hitting everything and you look at the schedule too the schedule is pretty favorable as well especially against the lakers like cj mccombs gonna be hitting 30 points a game maybe six or seven assists like this is just going to be an incredible week or two depending on how long it's out so i'm really excited about him yeah, his on-off splits aren't awesome um Scoring, he gets a five point four and a half point boost. So nineteen point four per thirty six with Dame versus twenty four without him. So that's that's pretty valuable. Um, one one more assist per game. Also inefficient. He, his uh, three point shooting is way down, seven point four percent. So that's you know basically if you factor in how he normally shoots, one of the best jump shooters in the NBA this season. Uh, yeah. You're looking at like probably if you extrapolate his numbers, how he would make them. You know, you're looking at like twenty seven points um, with. Four and four and one and a half steals and probably close to three threes a game, man. That's first round kind of stuff. Yeah. And look, the schedule right now is Nuggets, Lakers, 76ers, Hawks, and Bulls are next five games. Like, Jeez, yeah, come nice. on. Yeah, oh, man. My, my Dame shirt is hurting right now. Well, on the flip <laughs> side of you you and me matching up, I have Dame. So you win that You win that one. You win the right. injury fallout. Right. Ah, oh, Dame. He's been... I'm... <laughs> He's been my boy. Uh, Alright, anyways. Um, any other thoughts? About, what about, um, we know Napier's a decent pickup, but what about Pat Connaughton? He's been yeah. sneaky good. Like, if you're in like a 16-team or 18-team league, like, he can be sneaky. Like, I think it's actually possible McCollum starts a point guard and Connaughton starts at a two because they've trusted him in the lineup before, so I think they could definitely give him a look again and keep Napier in his bench role. Yeah, if they do that, that would definitely not be great news for Napier. That would mean um, right. CJ's going to play a ton of minutes. But yeah, that makes sense, man. Because they do like, and, and if 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 Napier starts, that's like great. That could right. mean they're basically gonna move McCollum into Dame's role, Napier not usage wise into CJ's role. But yeah, that would just be great news. I would. You know, how aggressive would you be on picking him up? Pat Connaughton? No, Napier. Um, I actually picked him up in a couple of standard leagues just because you get the back to back factor tonight. Well, who if are you, you pick dropping? Him up, um, let's see who I I dropped Greg Monroe. I, I streamed Greg yeah, Monroe for okay. the single game yesterday. So okay. I keep I always keep one spot open for streaming. So yeah, and I got I got um, Napier for the back to back set. So okay, so yeah, you didn't well. drop anything you're gonna miss. Like, would you no, drop no, anything no. you're gonna miss? Like, say Mar- Marquise I, Chris is Mister Drop right now. Would you drop him? Um, no, I like to keep, but I do like to keep a streaming spot open, especially yeah. in leagues where 
I think I, like, I think I would. Like, if Marquise Chris is my worst player, I'm kind of done, dude, which we're going to talk about in a second. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's not going to be great. Like, he's not going to save your season. If Mark, if you're doing well and you still have Marquise Chris, then, you know, sure, just hold him. But Right. Um, and okay. I, didn't, I didn't run the numbers on Usyk Nerfix splits or anything like that, but uh, another interesting player would be Evan Turner. Yeah, they're going to like Evan Turner's second unit ball handling because, again, they do stagger CJ and Dame, so CJ handles the ball a little bit in the second unit, so that would definitely yeah. help him. Um, yeah, so I would go, like you said, I would go I would go Turner over Connaughton, right? Like if you're looking Me as at, well, yeah. Yeah, um, Aminu, I don't think Aminu's really going to get a big boost, and yeah, like you said, Nurkic could be interesting. Um, Aminu's just going to be solid for his defensive stats. I think he had he had a bunch the other day, so I think Aminu's yeah. still worth owning, so he's, he'll be fine. Yeah, he could be, like, in DF, if you're playing in both in DFS, you could definitely, and I had this question the other day, like, is it okay to stack up lowered with Aminu? Like, yeah, that's actually a good idea to do. Because mm-hmm. Aminu's not really a usage guy. So, right. Um, yeah, I guess we're good there. Yep, let's Anyone move on. Wanna... Okay, so Joel Embiid, again, we mentioned it. Don't play your star injured player 49 minutes. Like, don't do it. And yep. they did it, and now they're, they're feeling it, man. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, I mean, hindsight, yeah, if... But they're, they're so bad without Embiid. Like, they, they can't win a game right now. That game against they're the one Kings, and eight without him. Yeah, that, one, that game against the Kings was just awful. Yep. Like, it, you can't lose that game. We're, I think yesterday they had a 20-point lead, if I remember, against the Raptors and just completely fell apart. Yeah. So, we're, like, he was, okay, so, like, when he was humming, we're like, oh, yeah, maybe you could maybe that third-round price was okay, which we thought yeah. was high, and that was where he was going. Like now we're when he was really going, they're like, oh, maybe he's a late second guy. Now we're where was where is he at now, fantasy wise? Now I'm glad I don't have him except for one one out of ten leaks. To be honest, I mean this is so shady. How far down? Like, like how far down? Like if you're drafting today, where do you think you'd be targeting? Like probably that? forty fifty. I mean you're only yeah. getting him for three times a week at the most, and then sometimes two. So like this is not ideal for head to head leagues, especially. So I mean yeah. his numbers are so good that he's basically. His three games are better than most people's four games, so that's that's not really an issue. But like in head-to-head leagues, like that's just gonna be brutal with the rest and the, these minor injuries keep popping up. I mean, how in, how serious is this back issue? I don't know, but it's weird. Like every time he goes to the bench, he's probably I don't know anybody else that just always he's always on the ground. Yeah, doesn't sit in the seat. He lays down, puts his head on his little and bead made pillow. Just He's like chills. Steve Nash at the Lakers. Yeah, honestly. yeah. Like I don't know anybody else that really does that. Like every time. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I yeah. I think forty fifty is about right. Like again, you know, I'm Mister. I need a center. So yep. And like he was going, like really after he went and after Marcus Saul went, then it was just like massive cliff drop. Like it was yeah, like exactly. Lopez and well, apparently like uh, um Capella or Embiid. I think it's got to be Capella. Like kind of. Handily, right? Yeah, right now for right now for sure it's Capella until we know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, we said before the season if Embiid was a lock to play eighty two games, he'd probably be the number one pick. Yeah. So this is just rough. I want to see how. So back to backs, chances he plays in back to backs this season, like not at all now. Zero point zero zero zero. Yeah, it's out the window now. I think it's like maybe like four percent. Like the All Star break's gonna help him, and then maybe he can do it. But let's see. Let's let me look at his schedule. And why you're doing why you're doing that? I mean, remember, like he missed was half his college season with the back issue. Like, it just knee, makes me nervous. Foot, those are bad, man. It's like kind of yeah. like Gallo. Like Gallo's knee. He Gallo had a lot of back problems in his Knicks days, right? And that was just wouldn't go away. Like back problems are not good, especially when he's kind of younger. 
Um, so we got a back-to-back on the 30th and New Year's Eve, and then we got another back-to-back on the 2nd of February. So he doesn't have any back-to-backs in January. Uh-huh. I read that right. Let me double-check that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, no, excuse me. My mistake. Um, Sunday, Oak, uh, on ESPN, at Oklahoma City. So don't play 49 minutes in that game. <laughs> <laughs> and then at Milwaukee. So, excuse me, they did have a back-to-back in January. And then again, the 2nd and the 3rd. And then that, and then another one, uh, 9th to the 10th. And here, here's a question real quick for you, too. Are, are they are they going to consider tanking again? I mean, they they're falling down the tenth. I mean, I don't think is, it, so. is this part of the process? Was the are the front office holding Embiid out yesterday? I don't, I don't so, know, man. I can't. There's really no point, right? Right. Like you have your core pieces. Like adding another piece with with Covington playing. Like what's a number eight rotation player going to do for you? I mean, they were scouting Luka Doncic, so well, you I'm got just to. I mean, throwing that out. I know you have a I'm scouting you have a scouting staff, so. right? But um. Yeah, I mean, you look at the teams above them. Detroit's terrible. Detroit's dropping like a rock. They they can't win games right now consistently. They got beat yeah, up just... against Dallas. Still not. I still don't buy New York, which we're gonna talk about in a second. But yeah, yeah I mean, they they can make sneak in there at eight, man. Like Miami, maybe two. But are we buying yeah, the, the East Pacers? Is wide as, open. Are we buying the Pacers as a playoff team? By the way, I I do for sure. Yeah, I think we are. I think we are. Um, but did they win that trade? Uh, I think they did. Now. I think they did pretty. I think they did all right. I mean, you, who this, do you think won? Who do you think made out better, them or the Bulls? Because both those teams um, got ripped. I still think Indiana, just because Aladipo has been like, he's approaching All Star level. So I think they won the trade. Yeah, I, as good as marketing has been, I still don't quite buy marketing being the same impact player that Oladipo is. But Chris Dunn's been phenomenal. Right. So considering. I, I, who's better for you, Jimmy Butler or Paul George? Like, it's pretty close. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I think Paul George, sure. when Paul George is good, man. He's good. Yeah. So. The the only reason I'm saying that is just because Paul, they're already talking about Paul George possibly leaving if OKC doesn't yeah, turn yeah, their season yeah. around. I just mean like so pure, that, pure, pure, just like this season. Uh, it's close. Yeah. I don't want to make that call. Yeah, it's a tough one. All right, move on to Michael Beasley MVP. <laughs> um, Carmelo Anthony, Michael Beasley, and Quincy Acey, players since 2015 to get MVP chance. Um, <laughs> never forget that. I think it was a Saturday in like January. I was working. I was like, Quincy Acey, MVP. Um, I, was, I was thinking when Acey goes off, it always reminds me of that. So what's up with this? And we could tie this into Kristaps Porzingis, who was just dreadful yesterday. So, I mean, how confident are you? Let's start with Beasley first. Like, He's kind of a hot pickup just because he went off for a season high. Uh, on a yeah. national TV game, also that'll really help his perceived value. So, like, are we buying Beasley, who's been pretty good, really? Like, he's been basically Carmelo <laughs> the past like week or so. If I own Przingis, I am. If not, I'm not. Just because Przingis missed like 11 shots and he wasn't good. But the thing is, is that he's actually healthy. He said his knee is 100. He said he's expecting to play tonight on a back to back. I think it'd be his first back to back of the season, actually, if he does that he plays. So. Um, yeah, if Rosinga sits tonight, then for sure I'm picking him up. But if not, like, I just don't see it because they don't really play them together much, if yeah. at all. Yeah, it's um, yeah, they do play him a little bit though. Like they did kind of abandon that Porzingis at the five thing. So yeah, yeah. what's that's not good. You don't like your fantasy value to be tied to an all star face of the franchise kind of player, and that's what's going on. So right. like betting on Beasley means you're betting against Porzingis, and like exactly. that seems like a bad bet to make. 
Worse than especially, my worse than my Dame eighty two bet apparently. <laughs> especially with Nick still in the playoff race, so yeah, for sure. Like okay, weekly, I'm okay with it just because again we've had two pretty big scares, man. Uh, on a yeah. big man too, like the big man injury factor is just a lot higher. So if the Knicks yeah, do start losing again, they're they're playing all right. You know they won they won what five of their last six games mm-hmm. um, without they split it without Porzingis in the two so. They're playing pretty decent ball. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, 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 like if I'm sitting there on the waiver wire and I'm in a tight matchup this week and I see Napier sitting out there and Beasley sitting out there, I'm going to grab Napier, I think. Yeah, I'm still going Napier for sure. Yeah, so it depends. But like if it's weekly and you have Porzingis, that's a pretty good handcuff because, as we said, Be- Beasley's really proved that he can play when Porzingis goes down. When asked when, when asked when he developed a hot hand last night, he said on his birthday, "I love that." Yeah, birthday <laughs> narratives, man. A lot of, uh, there's been some big birthday games. I think OG Ananobi had a good birthday game. So was that games. a twenty point six? Uh, no, I don't think it was game? that one. I think it was another one. I was about to say, damn. I, gotta, I used to do that when we did DFS podcasts. I used to always yeah. go on Basketball Reference and like look whose birthday it is. Got to start, start doing that again. Yeah. Um, oh, and then also someone else said it. Oh. um... Was it no? Anyways, oh, let's move on. So, I think we're good there. Want to go uptown to the BX or what? Let's do the, it. The BX and the I said BX. I meant BK. <laughs> Don't be mad at me, New York people. Uh, Moscow's world. Yeah, I watch. I watch too much Jesus and Miro. Apparently, that's like, <laughs> apparently that's like my favorite non-basketball show. So, D'Angelo Russell, we have information finally. He keeps getting ruled out, obviously, and they've been really quiet on this. But GM Sean Mark said he's five weeks post-op now. And the timeline was between seven and eight weeks. So, you hear that, and I don't quite buy it. Uh, and that means he's going to be back, back into. So, back on MLK, like, do you, do you buy that? I don't know if I do, man. I think he's back in February. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I think right around the All-Star break even, maybe, might be the best thing to do. Yeah, like the Nets aren't, like we mentioned the Sixers, plus not tanking. Like, the Nets aren't, they are... The Nets, yeah, the Nets have no reason to tank. They don't have their pick. Right, the thing about I mean, them, they're just super, super cautious. Like, right. I remember when RxJ would sprain his ankle, they'd keep his minutes at like twenty for like two weeks. Like, they're Karis they're Levert, just super cautious. Karis LeVert last year. Yeah, exactly. So, I think this. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm picking him up. Like yesterday in one of my big money leagues, like someone dropped him like whoa, right before okay. the news hit. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'll pick him up. Yeah, my team with DR, I have him and Conley, and my team is just I'm like an. 11th or it's pretty competitive league i won it last year but yeah ugh, not, that's yeah, rough not, i'm starting to come up because now that like murray and jay rich are coming on like starting to look a little bit better but that team's that team's i need dar specs so hard yeah. um and miles turner's been a little disappointing but i'm not, yeah. i don't regret that pick at all like you, no you he's still winning blocks yeah. every week so yeah for sure so also they're talking about a lineup change um when you hear that what do you think is on the table? Um, so we know that um, Dindwitty is not going anywhere. RJ is not going anywhere. Then it's kind of open. Open season, yeah, yeah. It's open season now. So what, who, what do you think would be the most likely one? Okay, I was going to say Karis Alert, but I think it makes a lot of sense to keep him with the second Absolutely. unit just because he's just so good there. He yeah. runs the backup point. He plays a little bit of shooting art as well with the first unit. But I think the if it was up to me, I would put Jared Allen in there and start working Okafor into the rotation slowly. Get Tyler Zeller out of there. Get Mozgov out of the rotation completely, and that's that's what I would do. 
Uh, I would consider, I, I would consider moving Alan Crabb out too and put Joe Harris or Nick Stauskas in. I was thinking Demari Carroll. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I was thinking Demari Carroll. That would shift him more to of a four man. Um, yeah. Let him play more combo. He's been playing more three, way more three than I thought uh, since Trevor Booker went down. But yeah, I'm hope maybe I'm biased as a Mr. Jared Allen, but I think Jared I think Jared Allen's got to be in there, man. Has now, to. Now that they're not winning games, like get him on the same page with guys. Let him learn how to play with right because Ronnie doesn't really stretch the floor, and you want to figure out how to play with those guys. Again, we saw them extend him as a power forward a little bit earlier when Ronde went down. So let him get more minutes with the first unit guys. He's closed out well when they've given him an opportunity to. Like, there's no reason why he shouldn't be out there. And then, right. like I'm with you there. Like I think Karis LeVert has really found his role, and much like if we see him start, like West, like I was saying with Napier, that's awesome. Yeah, because uh, they already announced Whitehead still in the G League, so they would play him at shooting guard and backup point. So mm-hmm. that would be upper thirties, I mean, or mid thirties, which is not very Levert like. You know, he's usually upper twenties. So six man of the year talk soon, hopefully. Right, that'd be awesome. Yep. So um, yeah, Joe Harris would would be a guy that I would consider like, again. Crab for Harris. Harris seems like the guy that would would come in there. Like Harris would be in for Carroll. So I. don't I guess I would pick up Joe Harris. I think so too. I mean, Crab was what third or fourth in three point percentage last year, and this year he can't buy a bucket. So, I think it's time to give someone else a look. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would probably say Harris is number two behind Allen, but I I have Allen, I pretty much own Allen. If I don't own Allen, someone else does. Right. In every league I'm in, so I, again I play a little deeper, but yeah. Um, just the blocks upside, like we always say. I'd love to go after blocks upside. So I would pick yep. up, like if Allen's on the wire and we're talking about Napier and Beasley, like I would easily pick up Allen, assuming I'm doing well in the standings. If I'm not, then I would probably add Napier. And there's always pickups, right. man. Like all these guys are getting hurt. Like there's the ESPN study said that they're on way a bit higher pace. As this is as of like three weeks ago, and I'm sure it's not any better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on pace to have more games missed. So wow. Yeah, so it's like there's gonna be pickups, is what I'm saying. Like, so if you yep. want to think short sighted and, and you need some make up some ground, pick up Napier, and then when Napier loses his value, you'll find somebody else. Exactly. So, Got to play the field, man. <laughs> uh, I think good there. I think we summed up the Nets. I think we are. Yeah. Okay, so the Suns winning. Sometimes when you win, you actually lose, Rosie Perez, because <laughs> they're playing a lot better and cannonball, man. Um, and yeah. Call him the anti-tank weapon. Right? Nicely done. Um, so he has been pretty good. Um, and both the GM and Triano have both been pimping him a little bit. Uh, Triano really talked up Alex Len playing next to Cannon. Uh, I'm sorry, McDonough said that. And then Triano, two times in a row. Last two press conferences, both times he's like, I want to use my timeouts carefully. So I could have them late, so I could keep my second unit guys that I put in in the third quarter, keep them out there for the fourth quarter for longer. And digging in even deeper, like their on-off splits for, I'm sorry, their first unit, second unit splits are insane. So since Cannon has arrived, their main starting core, that's Euless, Warren, Chandler, Chris, and Jackson, they are minus 50 point net rating in 44 minutes, and that doesn't include the lineup they used last night, that's basically Monroe for Chandler, 15 right. minutes minus 31 net rating. Like They're getting rolled on. <laughs> but, so again, minus 50, minus 31. The Cannon, Daniels, House, Bender, Land lineup, 41 minutes plus. Do you want to guess? 
It's probably plus 40. 47.9. Wow. So there's a a reason for that. He doesn't want to change guys. And we saw him put Monroe in there. And Monroe really was almost a hero last night. He had a great rebound and kick out to Troy Daniels who hit the back-breaking revenge game shot. Yo, what a year for revenge games, by the way. Like, Narrative Street, dude. Like, if if you own a property on Narrative Street, man, like... I mean, if you don't believe in Narrative Street, then go watch Kelly Olenek play, yeah. play versus Boston. Like, the dude was he – said, he said himself, like, he blocked out. He was unconscious when he was scoring 32 yeah. points. Like, it's it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, like Jay-Z was saying he could have bought a house in, in Dumbo. Like, yeah. Now it's, like, worth $25 million. If I bought a house on Narrative Street, like, five years ago, man. Seriously. That's how, that's how I'm feeling, Dumbo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So what's our analysis here? We'll lead this into the column, uh, and we'll start with Isaiah Cannon. We're talking about surprising rotation players, and also I should add too, McDonough in his radio interview on Wednesday said that they're planning on keeping him for the season. So that means one of two things, or three things, most likely by a mile, is Monroe's out. Um, yeah, they don't need him. They don't need. They don't need him. Like nope. You're gonna have Alan Williams back at some point. Alex Lynn's playing extremely well. They do have Marquise Chris's backup plan if Chandler or Lynn get hurt. Highly probable. So they've got options there. So he's he's just so expendable right now. And I'm surprised he's still on the roster, to be honest. For sure. I mean, I think Cannon has a 45-day window. Does he, have, does he have a two-way contract? No, he was signed via the injury hardship exception. Oh, so that's so, only like a month. Yeah, I, 29th, most, yeah. 29th. So that's yeah. coming up pretty soon. And that's when Devin Booker comes back. That's Devin Booker's target date, which we're going to get into in a second. Yeah. So, yeah, you're... I don't like Monroe. We, we've gone over that. Um, but what do you like? How do you feel about Cannon? Like, I'm kind of buying, man. Yeah, I mean, I love Cannon and Daniels right now. But the thing is, is when when Booker is back, like that kind of ruins Daniels. And Cannon can still have a role beside Booker. So absolutely. Yeah, I'm still I'm still digging Book uh, Cannon as a pickup. I and mean, if you looked at his numbers in Philly, dude, he was balling for a while. So yeah, I I can get behind him for sure in 12 team leagues. Yeah, he's, he looks good. Yeah, he's got yeah. the the bulked up body. Uh, he's doing just some damage, man. He's handling the ball better than he used to. Like he used to got he used to get kicked over to shooting guard a lot. Yeah, in his Bulls days and 76ers days. He didn't know how to pass when he was with Philly, and now he does. So yeah. it's, I see him improve. So and like that talk about him and Len chemistry, like that's not BSGM speak, man. Like they really do have a nice little pick and roll tandem. And as yep. Ryan and I have said before, the Suns run a lot of one five pick and roll and two five pick and roll with Booker. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's good for Len. Okay, so let's get on Len real fast um, before we talk about other surprising guys. Like, where are we at? He has to be owned. Like, over all these pickups, like, he looks phenomenal. For sure. I mean, you're going to have to live with some bad lines, like, especially the nights when they're showcasing Monroe, like you saw last night. But he's definitely a center you want to own in Phoenix down the stretch, and it's not really close. And I was thinking, like, so I heard McDonough's interview, and the way he was phrasing it, like, it almost sounded like he was selling him because he's an under – Basically, in a con- he's a contract here. He's not a restricted free agent. Mm-hmm. Anyone can sign him in July. So, like, trade him? I mean, I mean, they could trade him, as, yeah. but they have to they have to make sure that Alan Williams is coming back first. I right, mean, right. Which is, Alan right. Williams doesn't really have a timetable right now, which makes me a little nervous. But I think, yeah, like, there's a reason they didn't give him a guaranteed contract. They want to see what Alex Lincoln do. He still has some value in the trade market. So, we'll see. Yeah, they're not gonna I, get too much I, I would bet against. Him. I would bet against a trade though for Lynn. Yeah, I think they want to. They really do need a big man. Um, yeah, especially with the issues they've had. Like they need one. Like Marquise Chris can't play five. Although I will say I was pretty encouraged that they used him at the five against DeAndre Jordan. Like I didn't think that was in Triano's bag of tricks. <laughs> right, it was so. <sighs> Anything else? Like we said, Daniels has been so. He's been so killer, man. 
that second unit, they've been just great. Like, that's why they're yeah, playing like, good ball, unfortunately. 18, 18 three-pointers over his last five games. Balling, man. Yeah, but he's, he's still, like, top, oh, near the top for three-point percentage. I don't know if he's still... Yeah, he's, like, 45% last yeah, look. I think he's I think he's still first. Let me check that real quick. Because I know a lot of the other boys, like, Aaron Gordon was leading. That was awesome. Before before they got Cannon, me and you were talking, like, they should move Devin Booker to point and let Daniels play the two more. Yeah, that'd like, be cool. When they're healthy, that'd be really cool. But they now were, with Cannon there. Dude, that's on the table hard. for sure. Like, again, they like Cannon and Len together. There's, they're going to do that. So I think that, yeah, that's on the on the table. Like, U.S. has been awful. He's been terrible, man. Both as I don't a know score, what... as a ball like, handler. I liked him so much last year. I don't know what happened. Yeah, him and Marquise Chris, man. Like, they just, yeah. you know, all that opportunity is just gone yep so three-point guys george hill besides interesting trey lyles tatum alfarouk aminu clay thompson tony snell etuan moore og ananobi uh i guess Dan- oh there's daniels yeah he's at he's 17th he's a little far down there og ananobi wow OG, baby. i was not expecting that yeah so but uh what's your take on trey lyles real quick i kind of love him yeah i mean <laughs> He's he's the best fair now. They kind of removed Fareed from the rotation completely, and they're just going to run with Jokic and Lyles together. I like that. I really like that combo. He also looks good next to Plumlee, too. Like He can legit get 26, 28 minutes the rest of the way. And I think he's tired of all this Donovan Mitchell talk. Like, yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of give him a kick in the pants a little bit. So Yeah, yeah I think he's definitely a pickup for sure. Where does he fit in for this whole Alex Lynn over? Yes, that's easy. Um, I'm going Alex Lynn over Trey yeah, Lyles still. What about, like... Nate, what about who? Who do you think has a better weekend, Napier or Lyles? Or like um, next three, next until Dame comes back. Like who do you like next? I'm three, actually going to go Napier. I'm going to take a chance. Napier is shooting like above fifty percent from the field. Like he's been awesome this year. I don't know what's what's gotten into him. I've never been a fan of his. He's been terrible the first few years, but dude, this year has been a completely different story. Yeah, because you know Napier is going to get. He's got a role. I would say. I wouldn't be. I don't know, man. I think. It's close. It's I mean, close, I'll say yeah. close. Yeah, I would look at the schedule, like, but I, like I guess point out the schedule for the Blazers. It's it's such a cupcake, man. It's easy. I think Lyles has more. Like, if I'm sitting there and I had Trey Lyles and my team's doing well this week, I wouldn't swap them. Right. So I guess that I, mean, I, I think I think Lyles definitely has a better long term outlook. Like, yeah. but and if like, you're streaming, for all we I, know, Terry. Like every time we try to play the Terry Stotts game, like we lose a lot. That's true. <laughs> so. Yeah. so I, I I don't blame you for leaving Napier on the wire, but his opportunity is certainly there. But again, if they just play CJ straight one, which is on the table, they've done that mm-hmm. before. Like then you're talking about splitting between those guys we mentioned, Napier, Connaughton, uh, and Turner. Yep. Um, okay, so tying into Lyles, Tory Craig, baby, uh, another guy that's just come on super efficient, tiny usage rate at twelve point four. But you look at who he's guarded. Drew Holiday, last possession of the game in his first start. On Westbrook a lot, on Jimmy Butler late, who got him pretty big time in the fourth quarter. But again, that's just crazy trust. So mm-hmm. I in in the round table, I call him like a cheaper, newer version of Hawks Damari Carroll. Like he's gonna score probably nine points. He could get you some defensive stats and he could hit some threes in what's a favorable system. Um also tied into Paul Millsap, I guess. So, I've called him a poor man's Robert Covington, just because most of his shots are from yeah, three point range. So I don't know if like that's that's yeah, that'd be nice if he's any, yeah. anything close to Robert Covington. Yep. Plus, you get the G League factor too. Both coming from the G yeah, League, yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so like, he's I not. In the, you, he's... Saw, you saw, I, you saw, I picked him up. Like, you know, um, 
Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, I picked him up thirty man when uh, on that Friday. Nice. And I was like, yeah, nice. I have him and Max Maxi Kleberg. Pretty much my pit. My, it's just Marquise Chris is killing my thirty man team, dude. Like, yeah, for I hate, sure. I hate that guy. I'm done with you. I should just <laughs> cut him, dude. Like that way, I'm like totally done. Um, so we're like. He doesn't fit in this upper echelon of the Trey Lyles, Alex Len, Napier pickup. Or does he? Does, is he in that class for you? He's right below. He's right below. The league I picked him up, how many? It's like it's 12 team, but it's extremely deep. Yeah, we were on like 18, 19 roster spots. So like it's... I, I think right now he's probably like on the cusp of like the 14 team yeah. radar. Yeah. Like I, and, I think I would take him over. Like he's the, the top 16, 14 team class. Like if your league's legit and right. you're looking at. Like, would you drop Tyler Ewis for him? Absolutely. Yeah, Devin Booker close, coming yeah. back, dude. Yeah, I would do that in a yeah. second. Um, I mean, we love we love guys that get blocks, steals, threes, and he's yeah. shooting really efficiently right now. The only thing, the only concern right now is his free throw percentage is a little rough. Well, it's the same way. Like, right. Line, like two times a game at most. Right. But yeah, pay, attention, this... pay attention when coaches gush over players in the summer league. Like he loved Craig there, yeah. so. And then, like, also, he he had a little shoot-around interview, and, like, Malone was right there chilling, listening to him. Yeah. Uh, he's just <laughs> he had that smirk on that face, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, who else did you – We talk, David Nawab is trending down a little bit. Um, again, yeah. I'm, I, I love my little seesaw thing, man. Like, mm-hmm. he's on the seesaw, Bogdan and Buddy Heald are on the seesaw. Like, one guy goes up, one guy goes down. One guy goes up, one guy goes down. We hate that. Yep, so, and Waba's value hinges on Denzel Valentine right now, and Valentine looked amazing last night yeah, and the game he's before. Been hot. Yeah, it's been real hot. Yeah, so it's like we say, it was pretty much Valentine would start, Nawaba would come in, play late, late first, early second, and then he may play the rest if he's playing really well. Yeah. Then, then if he was really, really playing well, he'd start to third, but he's not going to start. Like he said that himself. He said he likes being a six man, which I love hearing that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's. So would you drop Nawaba for Craig then, with Nawaba trending down? Um, actually, yeah, I think so. Just because Valentin looks so good, Levine's coming back. I think Craig can hold on to the starting small forward role the rest of the season. I'm not yeah. kidding. Well, nah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because they're going to play Paul Millsap at the four, Jokic at the five, and I think Wilson Chandler's better on the bench anyway, and he's been banged up. And I think oh, Craig boy. sticks, man. I don't know if they would. With the whole Sam, uh, Sam Amick from USA Today, when he, his report saying Chandler didn't like to be shuffled around, I don't know if they would do that. I don't think Malone cares. Oh, <laughs> I don't think That's he cares bad, at all. Yep. But then again, you're talking about guys who get hurt all the time. Like, mm-hmm. By the time Millsat's bat, there's a very, very good chance that Chandler's out. Yep. So. Anybody else? Um, well, Pistons, do you have any interest in this Pistons breakdown? Bullock's been pretty decent. And then... Bullock, yeah, Bullock's been sneaky. I mean, every Bradley has a pubic stress injury, so... I have no idea. He's going to be out a while, it sounds like, man. Shout out to – a couple people did some – we posted that headline, pubic stress injury, and someone did the Silicon Valley Russ Hanneman gift. <laughs> they said, this guy, expletives. Um, I won't even say it, but it was mad props. I saw the mentions on that. I was like, yeah, that's brilliant. But, um, okay, so – yeah. I'm, we, also talk about, we also talk about Jordan Bell, like – now with Draymond Green back, I'm curious to see how many minutes he gets. I think Zaza's back too tonight as well, right? Yeah, it's a little disappointing, man. If if Bell gets 20 minutes, I'll be extremely excited with I'm those dis- guys back. I'm disappointed from Bell um, in this Dray- no Draymond stretch. I'll say it. A little sad. 
I'm st- I'm still excited about him, man. Six points, four point three boards, four point two assists, one point two steals, two point four, two point five blocks. Like that's still money. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I just I just had higher hopes, you know. Right, that's fair. Um, Mike Scott action. Um, real quick before we go to Mike Scott, I will say this about uh, Jordan Bell though: the Warriors haven't really had a point guard. Like they've they haven't had a single playmaker on the field, and that's that's where Bell gets his money. Like. Who's he going to play off of right now besides Durant? You know what I mean? Yeah. Durant? I mean, Durant's been a pretty solid ball handler. Uh, yeah. That's what I said. I mean, besides Durant, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. that he had no one. Do you buy Mike Scott of, being so. hot? Like with Marquise Morris? Mar- I've never been really a Morris guy either one, but uh, yeah, it's um, pretty much, again, Seesaw. Like Mike, Mike Scott's yeah. hot. Marquise's cold. Marquise's going to get hot eventually. But I'm down. Like I don't think he – Mike Scott's in that Tory Craig tier. Yeah. It's, I, it's I another timeshare. It's another timeshare going yeah. on right now. Yeah, like Tariq Craig isn't necessarily on a seesaw, right? You know, if he keeps playing well, he could thrive with Chandler because they play Chandler. They could run Lyles, and they could they would you pretty much. It's like an, an eight man seesaw. Like anyone could yeah. go away. But I, what I'm trying to say is, Gary Harris coming back isn't like a death blow, right? At all. And the thing about Mike Scott is, I don't really like players that are limited to like one position. Like they're not going to play Scott the five. I don't yeah. think as as long as Mahimi's healthy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I don't really like. He's looking at twenty four minutes basically. I think they're open to that. Like if the matchup would dictate it, because they do run Mark. They ran Markeith at the five a little bit last year, and they're not too different size wise and skill set wise. They think think they were banged up at the time though. Yeah, think well, no, they, was they out. ran they ran Markeith out there at times. Again, matchup dependent, but right, it's on the right. table to go small ball five. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else? I think we're good. Think we're good there. All right, tons of games this weekend, guys. So yeah, load them up. Tomorrow's gonna be just nuts. Yeah, um, games early game in Toronto. Hopefully Embiid plays in that one. Yeah, it's it's gonna be nuts. Tonight won't be too bad. All right, so you guys, and if you're not gonna listen to the pod tomorrow, I hope you guys have a happy holiday. Um, yeah, it's it's Christmas time, man. You, you pumped for the Christmas games? Oh, definitely. How many games are tonight, by the way? Let's see. 9, 13. Oh, wow. 13 tomorrow. Yeah, Good grief. Tomorrow's chaos, man. And then we got the quintuple header. 10 o'clock in the morning uh, or in my time. 9 o'clock if you live in Cali or something. That's what's Nice. Like. Watch Hoop Love it. And if you know your family. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys take care. We'll catch you next time. And thanks for coming on, man. All right. Thanks, man.